going on, Cameron? Hey, not much, man. What's up with you? Yes, uh, not much. Uh, so, to the listeners, hello and welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Left on Red podcast. Mm-hmm. Number 79. Yes, number 79. Well, is it correct. number 79? Did we count the last one as a Last one's episode? a different thing. The so that was... Argon. So, okay, so the one before that was 78. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So this is 79. So Eye of Argon is, exists outside the Left Unread metaverse. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, a side story. Yeah, much like uh, the uh, the like little announcement one I did last spring or whatever. Yeah. Those two are non, non-canon. Not, not canon. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, um, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, so that... Uh, I didn't realize how short that book was, so I did a little reading ahead after listening to the episode. Yeah, did you finish it? Uh, no, I just read, like, synopses. I didn't read the actual thing. But, yeah. dude, like, yeah, that is hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's only going to be, I think, one more episode. It's not. Yeah. It's going to be, like, a two-part thing. I can I can crank no. through that, that whole book in not very much longer. Yeah. I haven't read synopses. I don't know how it ends. I, I'm going in raw on that one. Yeah. What do you, do you have the ending? Because apparently there are some versions that just don't have the final chapter. Oh, well, if I don't, then I'll I'll look into it when I record. And no, make sure I include it. I think I have no. like the the official like <coughs> full version though. I paid you know three bucks for mine, so because <laughs> there's like yeah. a, a and initially I had recorded like me reading all the intro stuff, but it was kind of boring, so I cut it out. But this oh. version I have is like the the scholarly edition, and oh, even wow. in that, like the editors are like apologizing profusely, like in the <laughs> intro to just be like this book sucks like we know this book sucks but it's it's needs to be out there for the world so yeah uh, hopefully you guys yeah. are are interested and i feel like i left off on a nice little cliffhanger with uh the adventures of griegner and i forget yeah. her name but the the buxom yeah. wench that he's rescued <laughs> from the, the depths of the the temple of argon yeah. um and then yeah like, griegner well, dude people need to hear the story of griegner yeah dude <laughs> it's it's good it's good yeah all right well uh yeah so Let's see. Uh, so we have kind of a, a different episode today, uh, which I guess is pretty similar to our last few. But yeah. we just kind of go over a bunch of different things that have uh, been in the news recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first one, this just came down the pipeline recently. I just added this. So you know Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert? I'm about to have something coming down the pipeline as soon as we're <laughs> done, dude. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm fucking ready to rock. I haven't pooped yet this morning. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm, All fucking, right, actually, uh, I'm, ready, I'm ready to rock and roll right now. <laughs> All right, well, uh, uh, I almost skipped ahead a bit then. So I guess now that we know that, let's uh, let's start the show. Nothing like a uh, my personal baseline to yeah in- influence out of <laughs> that, right now. yeah. Now that the listeners know that Cam's cocked, locked, and ready to shit yeah uh, <laughs> yeah for sure yeah all right cool all right let's, well let's... yeah uh, we'll try to make this quick so that you can uh, get out and get in the pot. <laughs> don't don't make it about me having to poop because we're yeah. gonna make it quick no matter what. <laughs> this is gonna be yeah. a short one regardless. <laughs> um, you know, it's speed right. on this episode. So the episode started uh, now, everyone. So now yep. you can really buckle up and get ready. Yeah. All right. So, um, so you know Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert. Yeah, I know Dilbert. Yeah, and I've definitely heard the name Scott Adams before. And isn't so, he like a fucking insane? Is he is he nuts? Yeah. Okay. Dude, he's like totally insane. Yeah. He's like basically like bragged before about like seeing his like stepson die of a heroin overdose and just being like well i guess he's dying 
and just like let it happen. Oh. Yeah, insane chip. That doesn't um, sound like something Dilbert would do. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't sound like the funny office. Although I guess if the god I've of the Dilbert U- love. I guess if the god of the Dilbert universe finds that to be moral and acceptable, then perhaps all of his creations would also. Yeah, maybe maybe Dogbert would laugh as uh, as Dilbert was dying. <laughs> Dogbert. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking Dilbert, man. Is. All right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. So so Scott Adams, creator of Dilbert, he's nuts. Yeah, so uh, he's constantly getting in trouble for just saying, like, insanely racist shit. Awesome. And yeah. uh, he finally uh, went completely uh, past the line uh, last week, and he's just, Dilbert's, like, dropped from everything now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Were they still producing Dilbert, or was it just syndicated? I'm not sure. I think okay. they're still making it. I have no idea, though. I don't really Okay, care. but so Dilbert's done officially now. Yeah, it's now Dunbert, correct? It's uh, now <laughs> officially, okay. I'm, I'm yeah. looking, but I'm, I won't interrupt unless it's worth it. Yeah, so uh, Scott Adams basically finally uh, put the nail in his coffin by um, uh, uh, basically saying that white people should have nothing to do with black people. Yeah. And that it's just, like, not worth it. Some shit like that. I don't even know. It was... <coughs> I guess there... Are there it. any black characters on Dilbert? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, uh, so, uh, you know, he, he's basically completely done. Uh, he did, however... Drop a fucking banger of a tweet while complaining about this all week. So I do wanna, I do wanna say this. You are not going to be able to guess what the last fucking sentence of this tweet is. Okay. So Scott M's, I've lost three careers to direct racism so far: Crocker Bank, Pacific Bell, and cartooning. Uh, side note: He doesn't mean that him being racist, but rather people being racist to him. Uh, right. All right, three right. were, all three were perpetrated by white people for their own gain. No black person has ever discriminated against me. That's partly why I identified as black for several years. <laughs> I gotta look this guy up. Um, oh, he is very white, man. Oh, God, yeah, he's the whitest man. Yeah. No, full stop. He's just the whitest man. Yeah, I think that yeah that's, he is the whitest man. I mean, I'm a, I'm a serious contender for the whitest man uh, award. Like, I, I uh, am pink in the face and very fair yeah. and whatever. This is a white man. Yeah. Dude. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He identified as black. I, I guess... For, it sounds to me... Is he trying to make, like, some little, like, oh, we can identify as whatever we want? Is he doing that fucking tired-ass... Yeah, conservative shtick. Yeah, who knows what culture war shit he's dragging into this? Because they love doing that. Like, I guess I identify as a stapler. Like, all right, hell yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but anyway, uh, (laughs) we are now on our third attempt at getting back into this episode after some brief technical difficulties. (laughs) Yeah, feeling a little slap happy. It's fine. We'll just move past it. We don't need to even address why because that might then a few cam difficulties necessitate the need to. Yeah, it might necessitate the need to take a fourth take, and I I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't want you to get too too hyphy here. All right. (laughs) So anyway, yep, Dilbert, Dogbert, there. Yeah, Dunzo. Dunzo. Yeah, the Dunzo. Scott Adams could not stop being. Insanely racist. Dude, that's I, why I identify as black. One of the most banger tweets of all time. Oh, that's, like, that that's is like, fucking... That's a ripper. That's an all-timer. That's a ripper. For yeah. sure, for sure. Dude, just like, oh, man, just... You just... And the whole thing is, if the dude just didn't have Twitter, none of these bad things would be happening. He yeah, everybody would still himself. just be, like, not really liking Dilbert, but recognizing it as, like, a cultural force nonetheless. Yeah, and something that's been still going be... on since the Bush 1 administration. Right. Like, I remember Dilbert. I can't say that it's brought me an, an iota of joy, but yeah. I, I yeah. recognize it as a... When I used to read the Sunny Fundays as a... Uh, the, sun, <laughs> the Sunday Funnies as a kid. Jeez. The Sunday Fundays. Yeah. The Funny Sundays as a kid. Um, <laughs> the Sunday Funnies? <laughs> the Funny Sundays. That'd be a great name for a band. That should be our band, The Funny Sundays. Yeah. When I used to read the funny comics on Sundays as a kid... Uh, I would, uh, yeah, I would usually skip over Dilbert. Didn't really, uh, didn't care about the office. Yeah, as a little kid, the, uh, yeah. the, the life of, like, a, an office worker and, like, yeah. the tribulations of corporate fucking hierarchies didn't make you laugh. Don't Honestly, care. none of those comics really made me laugh as a kid. I used to read them, too, and I didn't get no. most of them. Yeah, there was only one Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, and I, you know what, I feel like I missed Calvin and Hobbes. I know you oh, yeah. and our, our friend Matt are big Calvin and Hobbes guys. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I, I, I read all of it as a kid. I have so many goddamn books. Um, 
But um, yeah. So anyway, Scott Adams, he sucks. He is today. He is this week's goose. That's right. He's the goose of the week. Yeah. So honk uh, honk. Yeah, honk <laughs> honk. You suck, dude. Get the fuck out. You're done. Your shitty comic strip is Honestly, over. we should we should we should grease his eggs. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so, when you have a goose infestation, this is usually a golf course thing. And I learned this from the show Letter Kenny. You, okay. What they'll do is they'll put, like, oil or whatever on the eggs of the geese. And then the, the eggs don't hatch. If you, like, cover them. Because eggs resp- respire. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you Respirate. put oil over them, they, they basically, like, suffocate and they die. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so they'll do that to kill the population of geese. And it just, like, makes the geese look less likely to roost on your golf course. Nice. And it's fucked up, but for him we should do it. Yeah. Yeah. We should we should grease his eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Adams, we're coming for your eggs. Scott Adams. <laughs> better guard those eggs closely, yeah. my boy. <laughs> yeah, you better not let us know where those are. They're about to get greased, son. <laughs> Creased up, greased oh. up. <laughs> yep. Alright, so next up, we're just moving right along. Uh Donald Trump lands in Ohio. And oh man, looks like looks like there's another celeb in our crosshairs. <laughs> no one's safe on left on red. Yeah, that's right, dude. Uh, will there be two geese of the week? Uh, <laughs> looks like there might be a whole gaggle this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. What did this What did this honking goose do? All right. So Donald Trump, like he's been, I I think he's been hitting some bangers since he's been back. I think he's got a few misses. The Ron DeSanctimonious isn't good. No. Meatball Ron is amazing, but it's <laughs> like he doesn't have the cojones right now to go for that. But I love Meatball Ron. Uh, yeah, however, I mean, let, let it be known that, like, Donald Trump is, is like, a hysterical failure of a man. Like, his his whole vibe is so fun. I was, I was hanging out with a friend last night, yeah. and I was it just, like, popped into my head. Do you remember when he was president and there was that solar eclipse? And yeah, he, he was just, just looks right and you know, his it. reaction was just like, nah, these glasses are stupid as hell. And he just, there's all these pictures of him just raw-dogging an eclipse, like, yep. and he's squinting. And it's like, yeah, that probably hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the sun. So, <laughs> yeah, the sun's pretty bright, bro. I can look right at it. Not a problem. <laughs> I know. And people fucking love that shit. He's so tough. He doesn't even need sunglasses. Well. That's my president. He can look right at the sun. <laughs> yeah, well, so Donald Trump... He sees an opportunity, like many Republicans have. Yeah. Which, side note, uh, this is about the East Palestine train derailment still. Mm-hmm. Side note, Republicans are, are even more into deregulation than Democrats. <laughs> even marginally, but they are. No, they're, yeah. And uh, so, like, they're just all in on, on deregulating these industries he, as well. He they don't give the, a fuck. He, he stripped the, re- the legislation that, yeah, yeah he's, like, yeah. partially responsible for this happening, dire- like, directly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so, but, you know, Obama deregulated some of the trains, then Trump came through, did some more. Yeah. Biden obviously crushed the uh, rail worker strike. Like, everybody's fucking, like... And, everybody's like, got a piece is, of that pie. Yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody has eaten a piece of this pie. Um, However, he sees uh, a political game here in Ohio. He lands there, he goes to, he does, like, a little publicity stunt at McDonald's. He walks in there and just goes... I know this better. I know this menu better than you do. He says to the worker, "I probably know it better than anybody in here." As he walks into a McDonald's, yeah, <laughs> and he apparently like bought tons of uh, Big Macs. Yep, and he signed he was, hats, like, handing it out to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, like way to way to give out like way to give out the worst sandwich at McDonald's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Big Macs the worst. Big Macs suck, dude. I'm sorry. I'm uh, that might be a hot take, but I'm saying that right now. Big Macs suck. The I mean, McDonald's, McDonald's the, sucks, but Big Macs not the worst thing. Though. Yeah, I mean, it, but your definition of suck uh, uh, is relative when talking about McDonald's because it's delicious. It is garbage. It's straight up yeah. garbage. But they have scientists on hand trying to figure out how to make that garbage taste good, and some of it does. I like it. I like fast food. Fucking the McDouble is a better sandwich than the Big Mac. Okay, I, I'm not disagreeing. I, the Big Mac, yeah, it's a garbage sandwich, but it's not the worst thing there. Yeah, I've never had a filet fish I've never fucked with a McRib. Like, those are probably... I've never gross. got a, a McRib. I have gotten filet fish Those are fine. You know. Is it good? If, I mean, I don't, I, wouldn't, I don't know if I would use the term good to describe it. It's definitely edible. Hmm. Yep. All right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But, um, which Donald Trump also loves. Uh, the the filet fish Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, he's... It's got his film. same color palette. Yeah. 
He's a big filet fish guy. Yeah. All the colors in the filet fish are present in Donald Trump. His real skin tone, which is like the tartar sauce, and then his fake skin tone, which is like, like the, the filet. crispy breaded filet yeah. of fish. Yeah. <laughs> and then his hair, which is the color of that processed slice of cheddar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. McDonald's, uh, uh, McDonald's, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with me today? Trump is our filet fish president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Orange man, bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway, moving right. Out. Cheeto in the White House in yeah. filet fish in the White House. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Cheeto, because um, Cheeto doesn't do it justice. Yeah. A filet fish actually does. Like, I feel like if you look at a filet fish it actually, like, you can see, like, the... There are layers of repulsiveness to Donald <laughs> Trump. Um, yeah. Much like the filet fish itself. Much like the filet fish which Evan, yeah. by the way, endorses as a delicious and wholesome sandwich to feed your friends and family. It's part of a nutritional breakfast. It's part of... it's. They call it They call it Portuguese supper. You have a filet fish and a black coffee. Uh, no, no, that's a fish burger. <laughs> Okay, um, a fish, um, fish burger and a uh, black coffee. Um, black soda, white ice. Yeah, um, fish burger. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, he goes in there. Yeah, just buys out basically McDonald's and is just giving it away to people. Uh, you have that used tampon, fucking uh, what's his name, uh, JD Vance, who's like out there at a creek, just like man, there's just some dead shit in here, just like posting his fucking awful videos on uh Twitter. Um. And then uh, the next day, the very next day, obviously, I think Biden administration may be feeling some pressure. Uh, who shows up but Mayo Pete? Uh, that's right. Pete Buttigieg finally, for the first time, shows up in East Palestine. And um, I just uh, I just picture um, like a chasing uh chasing Buttigieg coming back coming back to whatever you know wherever they're staying for that and uh finding yet another dead dog in the room with uh Pete Buttigieg <clears throat> he's just panting and covered in blood and chasing just having to like somberly be like don't worry I'll clean it up and just like burying the dog Did, was there <laughs> I don't even know the dead I don't get the dead dog joke oh that's just like an ongoing bit about Pete Buttigieg just like killing dogs for oh. pleasure since he's such a fucking sociopath okay <laughs> so you think well, he kills dogs for pleasure Oh yeah, well, pleasure maybe maybe a bit of a stretch, but you know, just to feel anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doesn't make him feel good. It just makes him feel. Yeah, it just makes something. him feel. You know, <laughs> just you know, <laughs> while he's on the campaign trail, he's probably just leaving like uh, just like a wake of dead dogs uh, out of. Here's shelters. our uh, here's our content warning uh, post facto. Uh, yeah. This episode contains discussion of violence against animals, which some yeah. listeners may find disturbing. <laughs> yep um so uh yeah anyway so mayo pete finally shows up he's just the pictures are hysterical because he's just standing there looking like he has no idea what he's doing with just this like look of like evil like like just like hatred in his face at all of this having to be uh degraded in such a way as to being forced to show up to work uh because i'm sure um the you know treasure or um Transportation secretary is like a no-show job, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, no, as we were saying before, uh, of course, you know, Republicans are trying to turn this into, uh, again, another culture war issue, but um, they're just as on board with deregulating the train industry as Democrats yeah. are. The, 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 well, probably, I think you were right to say more, no. but yeah, I mean, sometimes the differences feel negligible. Yeah. You know, no. um, and it, it, it's, it's interesting to me the one thing I will say, I feel like a lot of the time they're more successful when it comes to these weird little like opportunities to present yep. themselves as like the working man's oh, yeah. party. Um, like that McDonald's thing, say what you will about it, like that shit probably worked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, there's probably a lot of people that came out of that like, you know what? That Big Mac won him a voter, you know? I'm sure yeah. a lot of them were his voters anyway, just based on, on region and demo. Yeah, no, like, no, th that kind of shit works. And, yeah, you know, that's what I'm I'll, saying. Like that, and, and they're good at that stuff. And people don't, no. don't care about... Most people don't care about the, like, the real tale of the tape when it comes to this shit. Most people yeah. aren't going to be bothered that, like... Trump massively deregulated rail before he left office. They're going to care that he bought them a sandwich. Yeah. And, you know, for better or worse, like... People like Pete Buttigieg, who you know love him or hate him, is like a, a prominent face right now of the yeah. He looks awful. further left, yeah. But the further left leaning party, he yeah. just isn't as good at that shit. You know, well, he and, doesn't and, care about that shit. That's no, the thing. well, ex exactly. This whole thing's like a career play, and that's super yeah. obvious. And people don't trust that. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think and, and the so. thing is, when when uh, when Obama 
convinced him to drop out and uh, uh, endorse Biden. I mean, I'm sure uh, Mayo Pete was probably uh, planning on getting something like Secretary of State. And then he was just, uh, you know, <laughs> fucking Biden, the hysterical asshole that he is, just was like, yeah, no, you get Transportation Secretary. Yeah. It's basically a no-show job and, like, a job where... You know, you don't have to do anything, and you don't really get any notoriety. And of course, like Pete Buttigieg has looked as bad as you could possibly look between the the airline debacles of uh, you know, back back over uh, the holidays, and then uh, also this train thing. I mean, he just looked fucking terrible. And you know, uh, really, he his job ostensibly is um to regulate the transportation industry. But of course, he's uh, you know, he worked for McKinsey. He was a McKinsey consultant. So his entire background is in just fucking hollowing out everything. Yeah. Uh, the um, trans the DOT in this country has just been completely hollowed out over decades. So he's being put in a position that is going to fail, and it's just failing in spectacular ways while he does nothing. Um, which I fucking hate that asshole. So fuck him. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think uh, I I do agree that I think the Republicans are a lot better. At this kind of thing, well, you know, you'll have people just, who just are, the optics of it, and I don't want anybody to yeah. get my fucking point twisted here. Like they, they yeah. hate you more, or at least they despise as much you. As, yeah, yeah, they, they, they want you to be ground up into into fucking burger meat. But like, yeah. they're just better at pretending they're not. Like, but the best way to do that is to get votes. And right, they're, right. Like they, they're like, there's a lot of people that are disaffected from the Democratic Party. Um, even people on the left who like kind of started showing some reactionary tendencies, I think right. the Republicans are doing a really good job of scooping up those people and, and making them uh, the you know into a you know a term that's used for it is post left online. Right. So, yeah. That, and I think yeah. I've heard that, and that that on the one hand it like doesn't make sense to me because I feel like to, well it's to like me, red scare, right? <clears throat> sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. That's a, that's a great example. Boom, boom, two more on our crosshairs. Gratata. But, um, <laughs> fucking, no one's safe from our fucking listenerless podcast. Four geese of the week, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, uh, uh, to me, the logical response to something like this is to, like, double down and, like, push further to the left. I mean, that's what happened mm-hmm. to me. You know, I'm sure you guys can all tell I'm far and away like the less politically motivated of the two hosts of this show but like you know evan's seen like i'm i'm i get pushed further and further left every year and it's like i might not be as as uh, as invested in it as he is because it's his hobby because he's a Mm -hmm. he's a you know a different kind of guy than me but like i think to me to me that well yeah we're just just different different kind of guy but uh (laughs) there's types of guys you're not not i I mean we are a lot anyway it doesn't fucking matter um (laughs) I guess my point being, to me, the logical reaction to that would be to get, like, more radicalized towards the left. Yeah. But there, there is this huge demo of people for whom, like, they have this really weird, like, knee-jerk reaction. Like, I don't like this, so I guess I should go, like, swing total opposite, and maybe that's what will help. Yeah. And I, I, I don't well, yeah, know. It, com- it comes so from, like, like, a definitely a lack of principles where the whole point is to just be against. Well, that's the you thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, it's like, just, like the, they hated the Democrats. And doing it from the left wasn't working, you know, being, like, against, I don't know, the, that whole thing. Um, yeah. And so they're like, well, I'll try it from the right now. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And t- you typically have, uh, you know, you can get a lot more popular quickly doing that on the right, you know. You can uh, get a lot of money doing that, you know yeah. what I mean? Especially when you have, like, Peter Thiel just handing out money left and right for all these uh, formerly left-wing personalities that are going towards the right. I mean, you say, you see, like, people like Glenn Greenwald, who... Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, he's always been kind of like nebulously like libertarian, but maybe more left libertarian. Right. And now he's just like fully, uh, fully right wing libertarian. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that uh, shift has been has been super. It feels sudden, and there are so many people that have followed that same trajectory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but I think after after 2020, um, you know, a lot of those people showed a lot more of their reactionary tendencies. Mm. Um, I think the Republicans have done a good job at scooping that up. Um, and uh, I guess one more thing to say about this is that, um, of course, Biden this entire he's been in like Kiev this whole week, while uh, while all those Republicans uh, were showing up in uh, in Ohio and Trump was there. And I think that's part of the reason why Mayo Pete was made to uh, to go over there. But you know, just to uh, show how much he cares about what's going on here, <laughs> you know, what I mean, to the people in this country, right? Yeah. 
Just, uh, yep, just, uh, hanging out still in Kiev. Um, with that whole fucking blood gulch going on. Which also, brief aside, uh, you know, you haven't heard too much of it lately, but uh, I did see some stuff recently from, this was like um, a Mossad report on the uh, the war, and apparently there's been like, potentially like, well over 100,000 deaths on the Ukrainian side. Right, so and you far. don't of course hear about that on our side, on our like, yeah. media and whatever. It's And maybe like a quarter as many uh, Russians that were killed, so right. it seems by all accounts that they're just like fucking eviscerating Ukraine right now, and Ukraine is now, uh, I saw, um, some stuff saying that, uh, do you, you know about the Transnistrian breakaway state in Moldova? Yes, I do, actually. No. One yeah, of my good, so, One of my good friends is from Moldova, and I, yeah. I do know about this. Yeah, so that's the, uh, Pridnestovan Moldovan Republic. Two, two yeah. different sides of the river. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and apparently, uh, Ukraine is, like, gearing up for, uh, I'm not really sure why, but they're gearing up to invade that part of Moldova, because it's pretty... Uh, the Transnistria is pretty aligned with Russia. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> not really sure what's going on there. Maybe open up another front. I don't know. But, uh, Russia has also released some, um, uh, uh, shots. Like, they've, like, oh, is it Bakhmut is where they were, like, uh, fighting a lot recently. I think it's the name of the city. I don't know. And, um, Russia just showed, uh, sent, like, drone footage. And there's just nothing left of that city whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's, yeah, it's you know little. what my whole take on this is that it's it's I I have no clue what to believe when it comes yeah. to like a narrative of how that war is going. I think that yeah. and and truthfully like my takeaway is that I feel like that's that sort of is the takeaway, right? Like the whole yeah. thing's a clusterfuck. And no matter what the like official on paper result of it is at the end, like whoever yeah. like quote unquote wins, um, Ukraine is <laughs> fucked. I mean, yeah. Ukraine's fucked. I mean, that's the thing. Like, every Ukrainian death and every Russian death is good for the U.S. The U.S. wants to destroy this region in order to take control of uh, eastern Ukraine's uh, oil pipelines and whatnot and all the oil that's there. I think um, uh, Alex Herbert, a friend of the pod, uh, made that point a year ago uh, when we interviewed him while he was in Russia. I think that's uh, pretty clearly held up. I mean, there's the former Israeli prime minister who came out and said that Ukraine and Russia had agreed to terms on a ceasefire in March 
of last year. Yeah. And that was nixed by the Western government. So, like, hell no, dude. No, you're not fucking stopping now. Like, they want this quagmire. Right. You know? Yeah. I, uh, it's I, awful. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's gross. Mm. The whole thing's gross. Yep. And uh, really, I mean, the, 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 the main victims of all this are just, like, the Ukrainian people who are just yeah. not going to be living in a safe place for quite some time. Yeah. They, they already haven't been, you know, the Ukrainian government was sure. shelling the Donbass for, uh, yeah. they killed, like, what, over 10,000 people over the span of, like, a decade there. Right. And just shelling the place, and then, you know, Russia comes in, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, working class Russia, Russian people, too, that I'm sure want nothing to do with being in this, who are going to war and dying yeah. as well. just to, like, make money. It's it's, yep. it's not, like, dope in Russia right now, either. Yeah. <laughs> this is two countries, I mean, the whole thing's just sad. It's, mm-hmm. it's just sad. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, I also, uh, now I want to talk a bit about, um, getting back to Ohio, I guess, I want to talk a bit about uh, Terrence Ray of the Trillbillies' new article. Um, that friend of the pod, Jimmy Fallon Gong, got a shout-out shout out in. Uh, but this is about um, the time-honored tradition of, as Terrence calls it, drinking the devil's milkshake. <laughs> Which is, uh, <clears throat> that's when <clears throat> shit has gone really bad, usually in water supplies or something ever region and some local official is down to fucking drink that shit on camera in front of people to prove yeah. that it's actually not so bad right like a like a like a demonstration but like somebody's getting thrown to the wolves by doing this shit it's yeah I, well uh so uh so this is uh from the article in the baffler i'm not gonna read the whole thing um i just want to uh uh, you know, everybody should go read it themselves it's a, it's a really good article but i do want to uh, read a couple parts from it um so again, this is because of uh, you know there's been some Ohio officials who have drank the water from East Palestine to prove that it's actually totally safe. Right. Um, so uh, this is uh, from the article here. Examples from recent history abound. In 2019, former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, peace do not be upon him, ate possibly irradiated rice balls from Fukushima to demonstrate the progress made toward rebuilding the prefecture since its 2011 nuclear meltdown. In 2013, former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper claimed he drank fracking fluid to assuage his constituents' concerns around natural gas drilling. Not tasty, he said. And most famous of all, in 2016, dude, drink fracking fluid. What a fucking idiot. And most famous of all, in 2016, Barack Obama took a sip of filtered water from the lead right. water supply of Flint, Michigan, to prove it was safe. This is not a stunt. He noticed. Uh, he noted of the stunt. Of the stunt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so officials are already lining up to drink the forbidden poison issuing from East Palestine, Ohio. When a Norfolk Southern freight train derailed there earlier this month, producing an airborne toxic event of hazardous chemicals, concerns about the water inevitably rose. Enter one Troy Niels, a Republican congressman from Texas who became the first intrepid soul through the breach. On February 16th, Niels, who was inexplicably in Ohio, some 1,400 miles away from his district, posted a video to Twitter to get word out that the water was safe. To prove it, Niels slurped it up. This was promptly followed by a video from Ohio Lieutenant Governor John Houston, wherein a group of public officials huddled together and threw back shots of supposed tap water like they were freshman college students out on the town. <laughs> Dude, yeah, a great article. I, I yeah, I, I'll recommend. have to read it when we're done. Yep, yep. Um, but uh, uh, this was one of the most shocking ones I read in this. Uh, let's see. Hold on one second. So uh, uh, he's talking about the uh, the criteria of the devil's milkshake, um, <laughs> and he says one of the criteria is to actually go through with it. Um, so an example of this criteria came to me, which is Terrence uh, Terrence Ray, by way of a researcher friend, Jack Norton. It's the story of New York Governor Hugh Carey, who, in 1981, volunteered to drink a big glass of polychlorinated biphenyls, or PCBs, from a contaminated state office building in order to to satisfy the unions that the building was safe. Carey, however, was warned that doing so might actually make him sick, and so he reportedly did not follow through. He nonetheless displayed a curious willingness to put his body on the line for the sake of scoring political points. Uh, PCBs are insanely fucking carcinogenic. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. They're toxic. They have been banned since the 70s <laughs> entirely like you can't produce anything with pcbs in them because of how carcinogenic they are and this dude's just like fucking i'll do it in the glass and i'll shoot it back fucking send it dude i'll yeah. do it <laughs> fucking like dude like uh you know when I, I used to be a waste guy you had to have particular stickers and there was a certain way that you had to categorize waste if there were pcbs in it yeah 
You'd have to stick her as containing pycorphan and biphenyls. Um, insanely carcinogenic. I really wish he did it. I really wish he did. Oh, and he did. Um, yeah, and he just, yeah, he's a fucking coward. Yeah, yeah fucking pussy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like he's there, and he's like, sir, you, wait, there's what? There's what in there? I'll do what to me? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not drinking that. I can't. <laughs> I'm not fucking drinking that. He's like, oh, oh no, that I'll do a glass. Really bad. just comes up to him, just whispers in his ear. He's like. I will not be drinking that glass. Yeah, so, so uh, <laughs> I will not be drinking that glass, actually. Can we cut uh, this? <laughs> um, all right, so anyway, here's a, a paragraph, which is throwing it back to our friend from episode 15, Alberto Fujimori. Yeah. Um, but perhaps the grimmest example of the devil's milkshake is that of Peruvian President Alberto Fujimori and his fisheries minister, Felix Alberto Canal Torres. This story was this story was sent to me by Twitter user at Jimmy Fallon Gong. What's up, Jimmy? In 1991, cholera was spreading throughout Peru by way of raw fish, resulting in massive profit losses to the Peruvian fishing industry. In order to get the industry back on its feet, President Fujimori and Minister Torres chowed down on some raw fish live on television, hoping to encourage the public to do the same. Unfortunately, the epidemic wore on for months, eventually killing over 3,000 people, and Minister Torres reportedly wound up hospitalized with cholera, no doubt acquired from the raw fish. <laughs> Dude, fucking cholera. They're just eating cholera-infested raw fish. Auntie, I wonder if Fujimori made sure his got switched out, but he's like, fucking give the yeah. bad shit to Torres. He got some shit flown in from a sushi restaurant. Yeah. Some nice good shit. Yeah. And he gave the fucking cholera swill to a uh, Torres. Yeah. Yep. I had a really nice piece of mackerel last night. You ever eat mackerel? Yeah. I, I don't know that I'd ever had it. I had a nice seared piece of mackerel. Mm. That shit was fucking delicious. Ooh. Like the like the good Catholic boy that I am, I went out on Friday to get some nice fish and chips, you know, Yeah. for Lent. Yeah. Really good. Went to um, Welling City Brewery, which I haven't been to in years. Um, yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed Hell it. Hell yeah. Lots of good fish and chips. Mm. I, you know what? I haven't had a good fish and chips in a while. I think it might be time. Maybe I'll maybe I'll come down next time we yep. have like a, a free week. You know what? Maybe uh, uh, we going to see that. You going to see that movie on Saturday? Yeah. Maybe what you want to uh, you want to get a fish and chips before that? Yeah. That you got something going on? Because no. I'll come down early and I'll get some fucking fish and chips. I mean, you well, can get something else, but you well, just we're going to uh, we're going to Foxborough, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Which is so we're probably all going to grab something there before. Better for me. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Yeah. But the fish and yeah, chips that, idea. We that's can, like that's we like forty five minutes less for you. I know. Drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I forgot that we said Fox Pro. for some reason because Silver City. He probably would have us go to Silver City. Yeah. That's like right in his backyard, but that place doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. They finally tore it down. Did they really? Uh, the I think the arcade is still there, but I think like the actual mall building is gone. Um, yeah, I used to love that mall when I was younger. Yeah, and but you remember the last few years? It was like yeah. the saddest place on earth. It just wasn't. Like, yeah. Did do, did I go to the arcade with you? Was that with you? I remember I went with some people. Uh, I I've been a few times. I know with like with. Oh yeah, all of yeah, all of us went. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I guess so. Huh. Bowling maybe. Yeah. I I played I some video know. games. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. It's nice that that place is still there. I guess. Yeah, I went to a uh, Dave and Buster's not too long ago with like some friends from work after we all yeah. went out. And uh, I got to be honest with you, that place is way less fun when you don't drink. <laughs> yeah. Like, Dave & Buster's is awesome when you're hammered. Yeah. Um, it is or not even as just cool. if you got, like, a nice – if you t- tied a little one on. Yeah, you got a nice buzz. Well, but you know me. I don't do uh, that. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't have – ha- like, I don't get a nice buzz. That just doesn't a thing. So um, <laughs> it is way less cool when you're just, like, 0% drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. I, I yeah. played like a little time crisis, and I was like, "This is fun." And then, and then you didn't get stoned before, and you didn't eat some edibles. No, no. I'm actually no. I did take a little bit of an. Ed- my one of my yeah. friend had some edibles. I took a little baby one, but no, I had shit going on. I wasn't oh. trying to get like yeah, you know. Speaking of which, uh, new new dispensary just opened up in New Bedford. Yeah, uh, it is called Ascend. However, um, I went there with a, a buddy on Friday night. Yeah, and he pointed out that the the logo is a, an arrow pointing down. Okay. That's really stupid. Yeah, so yeah, they must have been uh, really sampling the product. Getting high on their own supply. That. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like I don't really get it. Um, like and maybe, maybe they're like, oh, it's clever because it the name means one thing and the image is the yeah. opposite. But it's like, no, that's just misleading yeah. and stupid. There's place no is cheap there. as fuck though. They have well, like, there you go. They probably saved money on the sign. 
They probably well, they're also I think trying to undercut Basque and Fairhaven. Yeah. Oh, which is pretty expensive. But dude, they had like four dollar one gram joints. <laughs> huh? Yeah. And like the cheapest grab- stuff I found out, they had they were selling like quarter ounces for like twenty three bucks. It's like, damn, dude. When yeah, I was seventeen, I used to pay sixty dollars for an oh, eight. Oh, dude, dude. <laughs> the, the prices that that we paid in college for weed makes me yeah. so mad. Cause like, I don't really partake that much anymore. Yeah. And uh, so I'm so mad to see like how fucking cheap legal weed is now. Yeah. And that was like, always dude, like when one I was of the big in things. fucking high school working like ten hours a week at Dunkin' Donuts, and I was like having to scrounge together for like the most garbage weed, and now it's like. Damn, dude, $23 for, like, an ounce of, like, good shit? Fuck. Well, and the thing is, is, like, I remember, you know, kids that I would, like, buy weed from back in the day, and that one of their big things was, like, oh, you know, I hope they don't legalize it because it's going to be so expensive and taxed. Well, and I don't know, man. I mean, maybe eventually, but right now, you can get fucking great weed for super yeah. cheap. Uh, uh, maybe that's driven the price on the street down, too. I have no fucking clue because I still know yeah. people that get their weed, you know, illicitly the old-fashioned way the the old-fashioned way from uh from independent contractors but yeah um anyway i yeah i want we gotta fuck the fish and chips i want to go to this fucking stupidly named place oh dude yeah i got like ten dollars for like some gummies that are like 10 milligrams each jesus yeah place is cheap as fuck dude (laughs) i mean i guess you got to consider the environment yeah you know well i think i think they're just trying to undercut yeah yeah yeah, those, r- those prices will go up. Those prices will go up. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully Bass comes down, too. Yeah. Because they got those mints I like, which uh, this new place doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, um, but, yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, legal weed is cool, folks. Yeah, legal weed fucking rips. If you live in a I know, place I don't, that doesn't I don't really have like it. I do it that much anymore, but I like to go to the stores and see all the yeah. stuff. And, I'm like, and just buy a bunch and then not, <clears> and then, like, take months to go through it. I, uh, yeah, oh, right. I still have, uh, I have, I, I still have the edibles that I bought with you when we went to yeah. and i just opened them when we were playing magic the gathering yeah you know really? yeah. well actually those might have been a different package but yeah like I, I i do still have those other ones like i i, I never yeah. fucking use them yeah but i always like to, i like to have them it's legal i can have some fucking weed if i want yeah fuck yeah dude even yeah. if i don't smoke it I, I you know i'm an adult i can have a fucking joint in my fucking drawer if i want to have one yeah exactly and take one hit every fucking nine months <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just getting mold spores in my lungs. Anyway, let's wrap this yep. fucking shit up. We got stuff to talk about. Alright, yeah, yeah. Um, we don't need people to know that we smoke weed. That's not even cool anymore. Uh, so one more um 
so uh an article was just released um a few days ago about the cia forcing uh uh prisoners to butt chug wow man i didn't realize <laughs> so, that they were giving out fucking luxury spa treatments at the cia now so uh, so this me. is this is from the new york times uh, doctor describes and denounces CIA practice of rectal feeding of prisoners. In a hearing of Guantanamo Bay, an expert gave a graphic public depiction of torture after the September 11th, 2001 terror attacks. Uh, so, reading here, um, over the years, the Central Intelligence Agency's use of waterboarding and other forms of torture in its secret overseas prisons after the September 11th, 2001 attacks has been revealed in government leaks, testimony, and a damning Senate investigation. But an expert's testimony this week in pretrial hearings at Guantanamo Bay offered some of the most graphic details made public about the CIA's shadowy use of rectal feeding on its prisoners, a discredited practice kept secret long after other torture methods had been exposed. Right. Dr. Sandra S. Crosby, a court-approved expert on torture and other trauma, testified in a long-running defense effort by lawyers for Abd al-Rahim al-Nashiri, who is accused of orchestrating the 2001 bombing of the USS Cole. The lawyers are seeking to suppress from his eventual trial admissions he made to federal investigators as tainted by torture. She held up a tube that is designed to be put in a patient's windpipe and said that, according to the agency's once-secret records, CIA prison staff inserted one just like it into Mr. Nishiri's anus in May 2004. Agency personnel then used a syringe to inject a protein-enriched nutritional shake into his body. She testified that at Guantanamo Bay in 2013, Mr. Nishiri confided that years earlier, CIA personnel grabbed him from a cell, stripped him naked, shackled him at the wrist and ankles, bent him over a chair, and administered the liquid. He asked that she never again speak to him about it, and he did not attend the court session when she discussed it at length on Thursday. This was a very, very distressing, painful, shameful, stigmatizing event, Dr. Crosby testified. He experienced it as a violent rape, sexual assault. Another year had passed before Dr. Crosby found corroboration of the account. In December 2014, the Obama administration released a 500-page summary of a classified Senate study of the CIA's so-called Black Site program. It revealed the agency's practice of using, quote, rectal rehydration and, quote, rectal feeding to punish prisoners. At the time, the CIA defended it as a sound medical procedure. The group Physicians for Human Rights then condemned the practice as sexual assault masquerading as medical treatment. But this week, the agency declined a request for comment. Eh, it just keeps going on like that. Basically, they were, uh, uh, yeah, just uh, forcing shit into prisoners' asses, uh, not giving them the dignity of even being able to eat the gruel. They were, uh, fucking taking a syringe and it floop, right up their ass. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, that's that's fucking heinous. Yeah, that's, like, um... <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, if you watch the movie The Mauritanian too. Uh, they get into, like, some of the, like, sexual, like, humiliation that was going on at, like, Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of these guys are pretty, like, devout, um, devoutly Islamic. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, you know, both guilty persons and totally innocent persons, like the guy in the Mauritanian. And, uh, yeah, and they were, you know, who, who maybe have some of, you know, I think in the Mauritanian's case, like, he was married. That's, like, the only one they slept with. And yeah. so, like, they, like, basically had all their, like, women come in and, like, rape him and just, like, humiliate him sexually like that. Uh, and uh, that this was a pretty common practice. Hmm. So. Yeah, that's, that's fucked. Yeah. That's fucked. I don't like that. Yeah. So the CIA raping <sighs> prisoners and forcing things into their ass and, uh, for nutrients. Mm. Good organization. Definitely should not be yeah. uh, broken apart and scattered <laughs> to the for uh, to the winds. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oof. Yeah, mm. I, yep. yeah. I don't know. That leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Oh yeah, as with almost anything I read about the CIA, absolutely. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard at this point to not just like get kind of a, a yeah. nasty feeling when their shitty little alphabet name comes up. Yep. All right. Any, uh, any of the alphabet guys? It's, yeah, know, they're all fucking. Yucky. All should in a just world they would all be put against the wall. Um. Anyway, so satire. Uh, satire. It's just yeah. satire. Yeah, yeah, in a totally satirical way. <laughs> <In a> to <laughs> just joking. It's yeah. just a joke. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, I guess let's uh, get to the last thing that I've got today. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That's right, folks. More Lord of the Rings is coming Ugh. down the pipeline. Uh, something that uh, I... I, um, I don't know. I guess so. 
Cam, like you and I are huge Lord of the Rings fans. Yeah, I'm a big, big Lord of the Rings fan. Yeah. I think it's one of the first things that we really like bonded over. Probably was love that. I don't remember um, that, but I I yeah. believe that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yep. Um. Yeah. No. Lord of the Rings and and just the greater works of of J.R.R. Tolkien to yep. me are pretty sacrosanct. Um. I've yep. never been like what I would consider like a super fan in that like I don't care about the memorabilia or anything like yeah. that. But you know, I've read. I mean, The Hobbit is my favorite book of all time, and I've read The Hobbit eight times nine times uh, i read yeah. it fairly frequently every few years um and it brings me such intense joy right and yeah. i've read lord of the rings several times as well um i've only read the silmarillion once i think that's good enough <laughs> um but i'm a huge fan i love it i and i huh. loved peter jackson's original trilogy i thought that it was i was so because i had just finished reading the books for the first time when that first movie came out or yeah. I might not have even been done with the third one, but I was done with the first two when uh, fellowship of the ring came out. And I remember, you know, it was still so fresh in my mind and just seeing those movies with my dad and feeling like they had like just completely captured this thing that had only existed in my imagination. You know, there was not even one second of so often, and it's a cliche at this point, but so often when there's a film made from literary source material and you're somebody who really appreciates that, that source material, yeah, you find something lacking, and 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 oftentimes that's unavoidable, right? There are things in the Lord of the Rings books that are not in the films by necessity, and I think they're good moves. But that's exactly my point. Like, yeah. he executed that trilogy so perfectly and created such a a wonderful visual experiential representation of something that had only existed in my mind prior to that. Yeah, that they'll always be perfect films to me. Um, mm-hmm. The extended editions, the special features, everything about the making of and the production of, and then the final product of those films is 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 perfect. Yeah, and so I get really heated. Yeah, that that the <laughs> successive attempts to adapt those those books has have been so fucking trash. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I haven't read the Silmarillion yet. I will one day. I read The Hobbit like three or four times when I was a kid. I haven't read it since. And I've only read Lord of the Rings once, but I also did that when I was a kid. Um, and I think I'd only read The Hobbit by the time The fir- the Fellowship of the Ring came out, like yeah. the movie. But yeah, no, I've seen each of those movies um, probably upwards of ten times, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, oh yeah, I, it's countless times. Yeah. I love them. Love, yeah. love, 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 love the Peter Jackson uh, original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the Hobbit's concerned, the movies, I think the first one's decent. It's not great, but it's fine. Uh, the second one's less good, and the third one is just like an abomination. <laughs> um, like you know, I mean, like you know, the the, the third Hobbit movie starts like when there's only like uh, maybe fifty pages left in the book, even you know what I mean. Uh, it's just like not a book that's long enough for three movies. No, no. Um, no, I, I I have much stronger feelings on those films. I think they're all bad, and I think the first huh. one is yeah probably the least bad. But like yeah, and I you know it's got nothing to do with casting or anything. I think uh, what's his name Martin Freeman yeah great choice and, yep. and did a good job and whatever. But like they tried to t- the the tone of the Hobbit is so different from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and that's all he you know J.R.R. Tolkien created a, a a canon around that right like. Well, the yeah, Hobbit but, is meant to be the Red Book of Westmarch, which is uh, the uh, part of it. It's meant to be the part that chronicles, you know, when when the Lord of the Rings starts and Bilbo is writing this book there and back again. That's the Hobbit, mm-hmm. and it's it's supposed to be lighter hearted. It's not. It's a children's book. And I mean, it was even more of a children's book in the first edition when none yeah. of the mythology around the ring was was real. It was just a magic ring, and that that sure. Gollum gave up willingly. Yeah, and like he went back and and changed a lot of things after. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, it's 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 interesting to me that they decided to. It's not interesting, but they right. they wanted to replicate the success that they had with the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and yeah. they took a fundamentally different work that yeah exists in the same mythos, but is different in tone and scope and yeah. and and intent. I think, and just tried to create another like epic action trilogy out of it, yeah. and like it just didn't need to be that. I think we were talking the other day. I think two movies. And I think they yeah. could have they could have made one honestly, but I think yeah. two movies and they could have put literally everything in and just kept it the way it is in the fucking books. It's a great story, yep. and it, it is more lighthearted. And there were some attempts at that, but then they have this big white orc and all this shit. They, they yeah, padded yeah. it with all this fucking stupid stuff yeah. from the Silmarillion, which is 
cool, but like the least compelling of the 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 works, I think. Yeah. And um, I don't know, man. I'm just mad about it. And so now yeah. you you know you were telling me that there there's more Lord of the Rings movies in the works, and it's just like why 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 yeah. are we dragging this shit yeah. through the mud? The and, original uh, trilogy exists, and it's great, and it's perfect, and it never needs to be remade. Well, it, and, yeah, it's a, it's this whole fucking thing that Hollywood has right now, where it's just like everything needs to be. I mean, Marvel has made so much movie for Disney especially the Star Wars movies, everything needs to be this huge cinematic universe now. And it's like, uh, you know, there's fucking, there's currently a uh, prequel series to Grease in the works. Grease. Yeah, uh, what is it? The Pink pink Poodle? Rise of the Pink Ladies or something. Rise of the Pink Ladies. Yeah, a that's... fucking prequel series to fucking Grease, dude. Why do you need this? And the best part <laughs> is, too, this takes place in the 50s, right? I'm sorry, but from the early stills, they have, like, minorities in it. And I'm sorry, I don't think it's a good idea to whitewash the fact that, like, if you were a black person in the 50s, you would be killed for going to a white school. Right. Not really sure that that should be a whitewash. Don't really think that we need to uh, pretend like that wasn't, a, like, a series of, like, apartheid in this country. But, hey. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, so they're, they're making that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, and then you have Rings of Power, which called oh, cost a billion dollars to make. And was dog shit. I'm sorry, dude, if you like that show. Like, I, I don't even know. The set designs were cool, but that was, like, the dumbest fucking show I've ever watched in my life. Oh, yeah. I mean, I watched the first two episodes. performances. Like, uh, I liked Elrond in it. I liked the dwarves, and that was it. Like, whoever, the girl that, like, played Galadriel was just awful. She had this, like, brooding look on her face the whole time. The main elf dude had a brooding. It was just, like, like what the fuck? It was just dog shit. And yeah, then, uh, they they hired people for their looks more than anything else. They hired yeah. a lot of really pretty models to be the elves, and elves should be beautiful. But like, yeah, you know, I don't yeah. know. They oh, it was just terrible. I mean, it was like so obvious too that like the the stranger in it was obviously gay. Sorry, I guess light spoilers here. Uh, or not really light. Yeah, spoilers, I don't. I'm never gonna watch spoilers. it, so I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm just Spoil saying for, for the me. listeners um, that the stranger was obviously Gandalf. Yeah. Like, he came in, like, a meteorite, a fire, and he was called the Stranger. Those are both fucking Gandalf things. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, it sounds like they're not going to do new movies. They're going to do, like, uh, uh, or they're not going to redo the, the original trilogy. They're going to do, like, no. new movies. I think yes. there's one about the Rohirrim coming out, like, next year or the year after. Uh, right. They're, they're, they're doing a Star Wars. They're going to pick little yeah. side things and do little it's like, side who, stories. Why do you need... To, okay, so, first of all, the only person who's ever... So, like, the only person who has ever effectively uh done anything in tolkien's universe other than tolkien was peter jackson once yes so with the hobbit movies guillermo del toro came in he started making them he leaves them in total disarray and it's like ah never mind i don't want to do this anymore yeah. and so peter jackson who like you know feels some some uh paternal i think instincts towards um the lord of the rings universe uh he uh he's decides fine i'll come in and do this i'll try to save this and uh I remember that time reading about it, and he says, like, the first movie, which was supposed to come out in, like, months, or maybe, like, a year, which is supposed to be almost done, he gets there, and straight up, like, is just, like, completely unfinished. Yeah. Like, there wasn't even anything there about the dwarves getting through the mountain where uh, where Bilbo finds the ring. Right. It, it basically goes to them being outside the mountain, and then all of them running out of the mountain, and Bilbo coming along the way, and it's just, like, how they get there. None of that was done. Um, and so, yes, uh, you know, comes up with the white orc shit. I mean, there's just so much CGI in it, too. I mean, one of the great things about the original trilogy is practical how much practical effects. effects. And it looks so good. And it will always look good. That's yeah. the thing about the way they made that movie. It uh -huh. will always look good. There's yep. never going to be a time when you feel like that's gross and dated. I feel like The Hobbit, which came out 10 years later, already looks gross and dated. It looked bad, gross and dated at the time. It, yeah, it has this it, like weird effect to it where everything's kind of shimmering. Yeah. It's, it's, you know what I mean? Yep. It, it's just like terrible, terrible fucking looking uh, movies. And, um, uh, you know, it's just... Uh, I, I mean, Peter Jackson clearly just felt like he needed to like do something to save them after it was like... You know, uh, uh, destroyed by Guillermo del Toro, but um, you know, and uh, I think uh, his what he said about this new these new projects. Uh, I think uh, there's a lot of subtext to it. Mm -hmm. uh, so with multiple new movies in the works, Peter Jackson uh, gave a quote: "We look forward to speaking with them further to hear their vision for the franchise going moving forward." That's Peter Jackson and his uh, co-writers. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think uh, that kind of says I. I think he really uh was unhappy with the Hobbit movies. 
and um yeah they sucked yeah and the rings of power fucking sucks like, the rings of power is even worse than the hobbit i'm sorry like that's just a dog shit I, you know, series I just, I it cost a billion dollars to me i blame disney and marvel for turning yeah. everything into this fucking yep uber franchise bullshit like and yeah. now they're doing it to lord of the rings which you know what i like star wars star wars is fine but like yeah. i don't give a shit you know what i mean like some of the new stuff has been pretty cool i liked obi-wan i like the mandalorian um early yeah. season one of the mandalorian was really good yeah. um outside of that like i couldn't really care well, uh, Rogue one really was like pretty Obi-Wan. cool you didn't like it no i, oh, thought, cool. I think i think by far the best series is the one um that just came out, Andor, which surprisingly, I was like, who is asking for an Andor series? But it was written by the guy who did um, Michael Clayton, which is a, a awesome movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And uh, I think that's a really good series. Uh, the Mandalorian's fine. It's uh, Some of the episodes are good. Some of the episodes feel like a But it's a video episodic, game. and like, that's what I like. It's a fetch it. quest, too. You know it's I mean? like every, every episode's like a fetch quest. Yeah. Like which, a video game. Stupid. But I, I don't know. I like it. I find it perfectly yeah. entertaining and, and, and whatever. But yeah. um, my point being, like, that wasn't like an, 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 an IP that I like was passionate about or like in love with like star wars is cool but like i don't really i'm not you know there are passionate star wars fans out there who are like legitimately worked up and mad about this shit i could fucking care less if it's cool great if it's not i don't care i feel the same way about marvel even less interested i don't give a fuck about marvel i was never a comic book guy i fucking have seen like maybe four of those movies um Mm -hmm. and i and i half of those were dumb so like i don't give a shit about the superhero thing I really give a shit about the Lord of the Rings. I yeah. give so much of a shit about it, and I, I'm mad I, I get that they're it making more. Yeah, I like yeah. get it now. I like get that fucking fan reaction where you're yeah. like, "Why? Like, please don't hurt me. Please don't yeah. hurt me like this. You're hurting me." Yeah, you can. We can just not watch them. But no, we can't. Like, well, you know what I mean? Them. I'm gonna watch them. Yeah. I have to know because some of them might be good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, like and you came, like you're trying to convince yourself. Um, but yeah, no, it's fu- it's uh, fucking. So you know what was good? You know what was good? The two uh, the, the the PlayStation Two era games about Lord of the Rings, the two yeah. movie games. You remember those? Yeah. Fucking great! Yep. Fucking yeah, I did awesome! Play they were awesome. Yeah, the second uh, one was great. And there was a, an RPG that basically just lifted the entire battle and leveling system from Final Fantasy X and put a new skin on it and made it Lord yeah. of the Rings, called Lord of the Rings: The Third Age. That game, yeah. fuck, never played. That it. game was <laughs> awesome. It was so yeah. good. It's never been re released. It's never been. That was an awesome game. No, awesome game. Yeah, no, um, an RPG, fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, for the Marvel ones, I don't know. I, I've seen most of them. I haven't really seen a lot of this new batch because they're so they just got so fucking bad after Infinity War. Yeah, I think there, there's a handful of them that are cool, like Infinity War, Thor Ragnarok. Um, but the the recent ones are so fucking bad. I can't even bring myself to watch them now. And uh, the shows are like you know. So I watched one show. <coughs> Moon Knight, just because I like Oscar Isaac, and it was dog shit. Yeah. And I, even, like, Marvel has said that, like, Kevin Feige has said that he's, like, um, they're going to scale back how many shows they're doing and spend more time uh, on each show to, to make them, you know, look better and whatnot. It's like, yeah, you guys should probably do that because they look like fucking dog shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah, yeah. like, dude, I, I dissociated. I didn't watch the show, but I watched the scene and She-Hulk when She-Hulk twerks with Megan the Stallion, and I, like, dissociated. Like, <laughs> like they did make She-Hulk hot at least. Yeah, not that that's important, but I feel like She-Hulk should be fucking hot. Yeah, you know. But she twerks <laughs> with Megan The Stallion at the end of an episode. Yeah, dude, she's cheeked up. They made her cheeked up. She's got yeah. those glutes. Yeah, and I'm. You know what? I'm not ashamed to admit that. I, you know, I'm fine with that. That's probably the best thing they did in the MCU. Cam is not not ashamed to admit that he has jerked off to many issues of She-Hulk. That's not true. I never have, but I would, and I'm not ashamed <laughs> to admit that. Yeah. Never, never once, but I, I can see it working. I can see myself getting there. Yeah. Yeah, she's um, doing it for you. <laughs> anyway, I'm too mad to talk about it anymore. I yeah. don't have anything constructive to say. I just think it's bad, and I don't think they should do it. I want to reread the books now, actually. I've been thinking about that the last couple of days. Yeah, I want to, not The Hobbit, but I want to do a Lord of the Rings reread. Because uh, it's been a while since I've actually, like, I've started it a few times, but it's been a while since I actually, like, read through it. And uh, yeah. time might be now. All right. All right, well, I think uh, we should call it there. It's about an hour, so. Cool. Um, thanks again, as always, for listening to Left on Red. I love you all <coughs> yep. dearly. Um, and, you know, I, I also appreciate that you guys have been, you know, we, we know that we've been doing some alternative episodes, but we've got big yep. stuff in the works. We're also just really busy in our normal yep. lives. And so and it, we, we remember talking to you guys indirectly 
over the last few months, and I think the general consensus was that everybody would prefer more episodes, even if we have to just do kind of fun ones. So yeah, and we have fun doing these. I mean, yeah, it's an excuse for Evan and I to kind of just like hang out and talk shit, which is something we do for free anyway. So yeah, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we promise that there's this is still a history show, and there's still plenty of good shit. Evan's yep. got some fucking awesome shit in the pipeline right now that I'm really mm-hmm. excited for. So um, yep. next month is going to be rippers and bangers, baby. Yep, March, baby. That's right. Yep, yep we're coming um, in hot. Yep. All right, so yeah, anyway, uh, please keep uh, uh, <laughs> telling people about us. We spread by word of mouth. Uh, mm-hmm. Please um, rate and review on Apple Apple Podcasts. You can uh, rev- uh, rate us on Spotify. And uh, yeah, just uh, keep listening. We really appreciate it, and we will see you next time. Hell yeah. Bye. Peace.